right, let's get it simple, man. That means only one thing, and that's all things BillOReilly.com. He'll join us in just a second. Now, if you've noticed, the mainstream media is doing everything they can possibly do to get off the subject that Americans are have been abandoned by this administration, this president, behind enemy lines, now day 25, that they've been hostage to the whims of the Taliban. Six, seven days, we learn, oh, planes aren't allowed to take off because the Taliban won't let them. And the State Department also, we learned, this to me was the the most shocking part of all of this. And just when you think you can't get shocked anymore, you know, we discover that our own State Department is involved in this and that they obstructed the private rescue flights from Afghanistan Revealed in a leaked email, September 1 email, State Department official underscores the extent of which private evacuation efforts have run into bureaucratic American roadblocks. Quote, no independent charters are allowed to land at one of our Air Force bases, the military air base you mentioned in your communication with Samantha Power. In fact, no charters are allowed to land uh, at any DOD, Department of Defense base. And most, if not all, countries in the Middle Eastern region, with the exception of perhaps Saudi Arabia, will allow charters to land. You need to find another destination country. Oh, and it can't be the United States either. The official noted that some third countries may require official approval from the State Department before accepting private charter flights. The department will not provide that approval. I I just cannot believe this is our country. But don't worry, Joe just wants to change the subject, talk about his $3.5 trillion new Green Deal boondoggle on top of what's now a $5 trillion deal, as we told you he would do. And this is what he talks about yesterday, climate change, climate change. We got Americans held hostage, climate change. Climate change poses an existential Mm -hmm. threat to our lives, to our economy, and the threat is here. It's not going to get any better. The question, can it get worse? We can stop it from getting worse. And when I talk about building back better, and Chuck is fighting for my program, our program on the Hill, when I talk about building back better, I mean you can't build to what it was before this last storm. You got to build better so if the, the storm occurred again, there would be no damage. There would be. But that's not going to stop us, though, because if we just do that, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse because the storms are going to get worse and worse and worse. And so, folks, we've got to listen to the scientists and the economists and the national security experts. They all tell us this is code red. The nation and the world are in peril. That's not hyperbole. That is a fact. And Americans are in peril. They're stuck behind enemy lines abandoned by Joe Biden, abandoned by his administration and tens of thousands of Afghani allies with all the computer data left behind and the biometrics and the billions of dollars of weaponry and, you know, Apache helicopters, Blackhawk helicopters, drones, C-17 cargo planes, et cetera, et cetera, billions of dollars in equipment. So they now use to defeat the opposition that was hiding in the north. All things Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. He joins us now. Uh, I noticed you talked about the climate thing, but when you 
you know, Joe Biden seemingly and the media is going along with it. They want to talk about everything except what they did in Afghanistan. Sure. Um, And we all know that. I mean, it's not a winner for the Democratic Party or Biden. So it's going to vanish. And no one should be surprised. We don't have any leverage with the Taliban at all. None. Zero. Bill, but, but Bill, just listen to what you just said. And I'm not, I'm not saying this in a bad way at all. Don't misunderstand me. They, you know, they just want it to vanish. Yeah. These are these are our fellow Americans, Bill. Panity. They, they couldn't care less about our fellow Americans. You've got 100,000 people dying of drug overdoses every year because the federal government won't secure the southern border. You think they care about 100,000 people being dead from narcotics? Sad. The answer is obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Because you, so when you're you dealing, can't stop that. No. When you're dealing with a huge bureaucracy like the federal government, you have to vote, and this gets down to the people now, for the person who is most effective in running that bureaucracy. And, you know, Trump in four years did a pretty good job even though every day Americans had to endure the endless battles that were taking place, mostly because of the corrupt media, but some some of that was Trump's responsibility as well. Okay, so that obscured what he was actually doing, which was fairly effective. You know, I say to my very liberal friends who voted for Joe Biden, I said, give me one humanitarian disaster that came about on Trump's watch in four years. There aren't any. So ISIS was defeated. Um, Massive immigration was stopped because of return to Mexico policy. And the economy was vibrant until COVID. So there weren't any humanitarian disasters. In eight months, there have been two humanitarian disasters on Biden's watch, Afghanistan and the southern border. And the only thing a president can do is basically manage this unbelievable colossus of the federal government. But here's the most important point I want to make for Hannity listeners today. What Biden is doing is, again, what he's told to do, and that is to scare the hell out of everybody about climate so he can get his $3.5 trillion entitlement bill passed. They call it an infrastructure bill, but maybe 10% of that would go to infrastructure. The rest of it is going to go to building uh, power for the progressive movement, giving people more entitlements so that they will vote for the progressives forever. That's where that money's going. It's a pure political play. It's not outlined in any specific way. Okay, build back better. Where are you going to start building, Joe? You're going to build a wall to keep out millions of people who are coming here without documentation? No, Bill, they've bastardized and altered the meaning of words because infrastructure, it always was defined as roads and bridges and tunnels, etc., now, it's human infrastructure. That's, that's right. Free, free child care, exactly free daycare, right. free that's college. Right. So, so the infrastructure is no longer making sure the bridge doesn't fall down or there's a seawall to protect people uh, during a hurricane. That's not what it is anymore. What it is now is to give free stuff to people who don't have very much beyond the safety net. So the safety has been in place since the 1930s, Franklin Roosevelt. But now it's we don't we want to expand the safety net to cradle to grave money for you if you don't have a lot of assets. 
That's socialism. That's what socialism is. So uh, the American public's being misled by the complacent media, the corrupt corporate media, which will never tell them what you and I are discussing right now. They'll never, ever say that. In fact, just just a, a quick aside, when Biden went to Jersey yesterday, there were people heckling him mainly Trump supporters. They were heckling Biden. And Biden actually addressed that. I'm doing a big thing tonight on the No Spin News. I'm below. By the way, you need to include in that the college football fans all around the country at multiple uh, games chanting F. Joe Biden. Yeah, well, so you have a movement now that is anti-Biden. Well, on the three network newscasts last night, that was not mentioned. They blacked that out. As they blacked out the phone call to Ghani, which we discussed last week in Afghanistan, as they blacked out the synagogue, I went to the synagogue in Pittsburgh, he didn't go. Not mentioned. So now I'm seeing on the nightly news, and that, that's the most important vehicle for American news consumers, those three broadcasts. Forget about the morning. It's over there. Okay? The cables have their audiences, but they're polarized audiences. The three corporate nightly newscasts are the ones that are most watched. And now they have decided to censor. It's exactly what they're doing. They're copying what Putin does. All right. They are not going to report what happens. What happens? They're not even going to tell you. So how's anybody going to know unless they're dialed into talk radio or some of the cable broadcasts or not? They're not going to know. And all of this is because the corporate media understands that Biden is a bad president and he's not going to get any better. So in order to keep the progressives in power, they have to black it out. And that's what's happening. Quick break. More with Bill O'Reilly. All things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Then your calls, 800-941-SEAN. Our number will continue. Bringing you the people who make the news. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Continue, simple man, Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. Let me ask you a personal question, and you don't have to answer if you don't want. Come on, Hannity, I'm going to answer, or I'll mock you. Let's go. No, What's the question? Okay. No, the question is serious. You always held yourself up as this independent guy. I, I'm, I'm, I often end up ended up defending Republicans, except I would often criticize them as weak, spineless, uh, feckless, visionless. And I think they've gone back to their old ways pretty quickly, some of them, a lot of them, actually. But my question is this. Do you see any moderate Democrats out there, any, any Democrats that you look at and say, okay, that guy is somebody I, I, I would look at seriously as a presidential candidate? Because my argument is the, the party's been hijacked. Well, it's more than that. It's more than hijacked. It's not, you know, look, what's happened in Congress is that Pelosi, the speaker, and Schumer, the majority leader, basically tell the moderate Democrats, and there are some, okay, if you don't tow our line, we're not going to give you any money to run for reelection. Now, Pelosi is particularly wicked in this regard. 
So if you go against the $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill, then you can forget about getting any money from the Democrat political action committees. So and most, and these, so it's all about staying in power. All right, right, I want to ask you two more questions. I sure. just want to, I want to, I want to manage our time well. So four prisoners that Obama exchanged for Bo Bergdahl, yeah, are now in senior Taliban posts. Right. And FoxNews.com, unvetted Afghan refugees are allowed to leave the Wisconsin military base completely unsupervised, according to Wisconsin Representative Tom Tiffany. Now, Bill O'Reilly, what do you see wrong with those two stories? Sure, there could be infiltration here, there's no doubt. And you've got to really watch the ISIS component of that, because as we discussed, uh, more than a thousand ISIS hardcore terrorists were released from Bagram prisons. And it is absolutely a possibility that they could have gotten on some of those charter flights and then gotten a free ride into the USA or Germany or France or wherever. So, sure, but this is just another example of how chaotic the federal government has become. The disintegration of the feds and all the departments. I mean, if you look at the State Department under Blinken and compare it to what was happening under Pompeo, is there any comparison on this earth? <laughs> no, there's no greater no, distinction. No, it's collapsed. And you can do that to the Justice Department. Under Garland, compare him to Barr. I know some conservatives don't like Barr, but Barr did a pretty damn good job. And you can go to every, every department in the federal government that has power over us, and you can see in eight months how the deterioration, Homeland Security. Homeland Security, they don't know how many people are crossing into America illegally with COVID. They don't know. Unbelievable. It, is, it really is frightening. And that's what I'm trying to get across to people, the non-ideologues. You know, you, you hate Biden, you hate Biden. Okay. But it's more a matter of performance. In eight months, this guy has, has wreaked tremendous damage on every single American. I'll take Here's a mean what, tweet over this disaster any day, Bill. Let me put it very simply, because you're a simple man. All right. Simple man, Bill O'Reilly. All things O'Reilly. BillOReilly.com. Uh, do you want to announce your new book yet, or you want to wait till next week? Well, you know, announce the new book is Killing the Killers, A Secret War Against Terrorism, where I got all kinds of classified information. I'm going to probably wind up in a penitentiary. That book's written. I'll, bring you, be... I'll bring you a cake with a file on it. Okay. Uh, you know, I know. I'll get, I'll get <laughs> gifts in the penitentiary. I'll visit you. Right. I'll come see you. All right, I got to um, roll. Bill O'Reilly, okay, thank I you. I appreciate it. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Now, on top of Joe Biden not realizing that tornadoes do still exist and his, his, his feeble attempts at, at shifting the focus of the country away from his unmitigated foreign policy disaster, one of the worst in, in the history of this country, leaving Americans behind enemy lines held hostage by the Taliban, uh, you know, his gaffes through the climate change speech are just unparalleled. Um and the people in the country are getting angry. I, I mentioned this yesterday. Joe Biden travels to New Jersey to meet with storm victims there. Walk through the neighborhood of local Jersey officials, including Senator Cory Booker, walking around the streets, you know, littered with storm debris. He was confronted by many, many angry shouts of people. It's sad that America's come to this. It's despicable. 
Another person was, you know, expressing frustration that his friend died in Afghanistan only to watch Biden abandon Americans behind enemy lines in the country. Best friend died in 2011. Afghanistan for what? This guy, you know, to pull this Adam Schiff, leave no American behind, Joe. Remember, Joe, you shouldn't be protecting tyrants, a woman shouted. Secret Service agents blocking the group from coming any closer to Biden. You know, go to sleep, Joe. I won't say the rest of it. Then at different college football games, I mean, this happens spontaneously. It's not like, you know, it was a planned, orchestrated thing that we can see. Anyway, Twitter posts online uh, of literally games around the country just broke out into F. Joe Biden. Whoa, listen. And now, of course, you have families of that lost loved ones 20 years ago, 9-11, which is this Saturday, the, the 20th anniversary of this, saying, don't come. We don't want you here after what you just did, because that's where Al-Qaeda was plotting and planning and scheming. Remember the 9-11 Commission report? Remember that old report? You know, pull it out of, you know, wipe the dust off it, mothballs, you know, and say, um, oh, they were at war with us. We weren't at war with them. What are we doing now? Anyway, let's get to your phone calls here. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the uh, program. Let's say hi to Chris is in Oklahoma. Chris, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I appreciate the uh, opportunity to speak with you, sir. Thank you, sir. It's my honor. Thank you. Um, Real quick, I just want to throw out my, you know, point of view. Um, somebody, a uh, Marine infantry veteran, uh, fought in Afghanistan in uh, 2010. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, like you said, many other people have said, like, you cannot mess up this bad on accident. Um, and, you know, we all know that you Joe can't Biden, F up this bad and say you're sorry is the exact line of the sister that we had on TV. Right. Absolutely. Lost her brother. And and and. You know, I we all know Joe Biden, he's not in charge of anything. He does what he's told. Um, and, you know, we had four years, Donald Trump, no new wars, um, you know, and, and he was working on the drawdown to get us out of Afghanistan, uh, which I've fully support we don't need to be there forever but you know the manner in which we did it is not good um but i i feel like this disaster was probably done on purpose um you know no new wars for four years drawing down getting that getting out of afghanistan that, how is this done on the, purpose what, what what is the benefit to biden because the country well, collectively I, this to me is not political. I, I've even gone as far to say if, if all these Americans, Daryl Issa says they're lying, when they say, oh, only about 100 left, they're full of crap. But when you add up the real numbers, and I've had this confirmed by numerous congressmen and senators that estimate anywhere between three and a thousand people left behind. When you include family members, it's over a thousand. So, you know, all these people that are caught behind enemy lines and now the Taliban is saying you can't get out. And, oh, we're not we're not going to give approval for even private charters. Americans stepping up to the plate, 
paying the enormous price of chartering an airplane. I, I, I'm telling you, I've done it. It's not cheap. And paying that price so that they could get their fellow Americans home. And they won't even support those efforts after they're the ones that abandoned them. So I, I don't I don't think it's a political move uh, from Biden. I, you know, the military industrial complex um, is, is definitely a thing. You know, there's a lot of people that profit in war. Um, you know, there's a retired uh, Marine Major General, uh, two time um, Medal of Honor recipient named Smedley Butler back in 1935. He gave a speech before Congress, um, you know, and and basically it was titled War is a Racket, you know. And they didn't have a name for it then. And then President Eisenhower, you know, gave it the name, the military industrial complex, all these people that profit off a of war. Well, it's, it's hit them in the pocketbooks. Uh, you know, since we're drawn down, you know, like I said, no new wars with Trump drawn down, getting out of Afghanistan. I, I feel like this is orchestrated. I hate to say it, but you know, there's a lot of people out there that put, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't know a dollar than they do an American so, life. All right, but, but putting that aside, why would you leave Americans behind? How does that help the industrial war complex? I've, I've read a lot about this over the years, but to me, it doesn't benefit anybody. What would have benefited perhaps the complex is bombing and obliterating the Taliban when they first made their their, their beginning moves to take over province after province, a more geographical area within the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. Because at that point, that would be a war. That would then fund the the military-industrial complex that you're talking about. Hey, but, but what's going to fund them more, dropping a few bombs or having a bunch of Americans trapped behind enemy lines and forcing us to put boots on the ground uh, even if you, even if you are, out. even if, if for no other reason you don't leave Americans behind, they have to know it's political suicide. If the, if I, this I, guy ever got reelected after this disaster, one of the worst foreign policy disasters in the country's history, and that's saying a lot. Um, I, then there's no hope for the country anymore. There's no hope. I at that point, I'll just throw up my hands and say, OK, where am I moving next? Because this is not the place to be. We will have given up everything that I believe America represents. We're supposed to be the shining city on the hill, the light for the entire world, the strength of the entire world. The United the world doesn't benefit with a weakened USA. Our allies are aghast at what they're witnessing, and they are also they, they are scared to death of the consequences of this because they know that these hostile regimes and enemy nations, Russia, Putin, Xi, China, Amullahs, Iran, North Korea, Kim Jong-un, they know that they're emboldened now. There's no fear of Joe Biden anywhere in the world. And I also believe he's compromised not only cognitively, but the whole family's compromised considering the business dealings that zero experience Hunter was getting money from many of these countries. Now we're hearing that China may take over Bagram Air Force Base. Are you kidding me? It's sad. Anyway, I appreciate the call. Thanks, Chris. All right, quick break. We'll come back. More of your calls. 800-941-SEAN as we uh, continue. Top of the hour, Dr. Ronnie Jackson joins us. 
uh, to talk about Afghanistan and the really cognitively messed up Joe Biden. That's all straight ahead. Digging deep to expose how the government wastes your money each and every day. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, back to our busy phones. All right, I grew up in a town, Franklin Square, Long Island, and John is calling from Franklin Square, Long Island. How are you, sir? Is it is it well known in the town that I once lived there? No. <laughs> I have to be honest, Sean. I grew up in Franklin Square. I, I yeah. now live in Rhode Island, but I, I spent a good part of I lived in Rhode Island, too. Where in Rhode Island do you live? Uh, Westerly now. Westerly. All right, I lived in Warren. Now, where in Franklin yeah. Square did you live? Okay, Newai Park Road towards the Garden City border. My three brothers and I went to St. Anne's uh, School. So off of Franklin Avenue, past St. Catherine of Siena Church, right, past yeah, the King Cullen, that's where you were. Yeah, yeah, you cross over Hempstead Turnpike. You're Correct. traveling north, traveling north, just a couple of houses before Garden City uh, was my house. On well, the if you ever Park. went to the Merry Peddler, I was a bartender there back in the day <laughs> in New Hyde Park. But anyway, long story. You were a bartender at the Merry Peddler. That's great. Yeah. Also, no, busboy first. I, I, I got promoted to a bartender. I was happy. Yeah. I, I know. I listen to you all the time. I was listening to you back in Hannity and Combs days. Man. I know yeah. I'm getting my hair's getting a little grayer. I know. Yeah, I'm probably a couple of years older than you. Um, but yeah, the last caller—it's—I don't want to mean to, mean to be redundant, but maybe um, you know, adding on to the last caller, like what's the end game? Like I was talking to your, your great, your, your nice screener there. The end game for us here, uh, like, what's the long-term goal by what this debacle, what what we did there? What, to me. I feel like most Americans, we, we're arming our enemies, and whatever they can't use, I guess, they're going to be selling off to China and Russia. So is it, it, it seems treasonous that, that the, the leader of our country would put us in this predicament. And I got another, I got another um, thought. Um, you know, if Trump was here, we, we know where all the Taliban are right now. We're right there in one spot. I mean... I think you know, you know what the problem is. Yeah. Here's the biggest yeah. problem. I Trump never would have let it get to this point. That's the beauty of Donald Trump and his dealings with the Taliban. It was predicated on I will obliterate you just like I obliterated ISIS and the and the caliphate and Baghdadi and associates and the Al Qaeda leader in Yemen and Soleimani on a tarmac. I will do the same to you. Uh, that threat was believed and it was real. We didn't have an American die for 18 months. The last year of the Trump presidency, not one American died in Afghanistan. Not one. Donald Trump, once they began their march, you know, once they stepped across the boundaries and borders that were agreed to, they would have been obliterated. And they knew it, they believed it, and they didn't dare overstep their bounds when Donald Trump was president. They believed him and they feared him. Well, strategically, it, I, was, I was saying, like, no administration can be this dumb, okay? So I think they're strategically keeping, uh, what, a 1,000 or 2,000 Americans there, so we can't 
We can't obliterate them now. We can't drop a bomb on them. We're going to kill Americans and we're going to kill Afghani um, allies. So, like, what do we do, Sean, as, as Americans? What do we do, we the people? And like you said before, we can't have another four years of this guy. How do we get out of this mess? I can't take another three and a half years of this of this administration. Well, what, listen, what we I, I, the, yeah. the answer is, and I've laid this out many times, what happened in 2020 where laws weren't followed, election laws weren't followed, partisan observers, for example, most states have laws saying partisan observers get to watch the vote count start to finish. That didn't happen. Let's start there. Laws were not obeyed. Uh, then, of course, we, we we need simple integrity measures in every single state. Now, Texas is doing it. They'll face a lawsuit, just like Georgia was accused of being a racist state. Far more accessible voting opportunities in Georgia than Joe's home state of Delaware, where they have some of the most restrictive laws. And in the 5,000 years he represented Delaware, he never lifted a finger to make voting more accessible in Delaware. So it's simple. It's voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody controls. Uh, then, of course, you need updated voter rolls and partisan observers need to observe up close the vote counting from start to finish. You don't kick them out or you don't keep them 100 feet away where they can't see a darn thing. So it, or not even let them in the room. So the laws have to be followed. The Constitution of Pennsylvania needs to be obeyed. If they want to change it, there's a process. Go through the process. Do it legally. And if you don't follow the laws, then, you know, we we can't count on winning elections. That's why I'm saying it's important this year. You know, this is now September. That next year, when we come back after our Christmas vacation, it's going to be an election year. And the laws need to have been changed by then. In Arizona, Nevada, in in states, I, they strengthened them in Florida and Texas. Good for them. Uh, they strengthened them in Georgia. They need to. They need signature verification added to that, in my opinion. Uh, then take it a step further. It's got to happen in New Hampshire. It's got to happen in North Carolina, South Carolina, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio. You name it. it should happen all across the country. Then you lay out the failure of the Biden presidency and the new green deal agenda then you make promises to america to save america and and keep america make america great again and the america first agenda and i put it in writing this time and every congressman and senator running in 2024 can run on those policies and i think the country's going to want to shift because if we don't shift away from this it's, i i don't see how we ever recover Next time you're in Franklin Square, stop at Carmelo's Pizza. Great place, Hempstead Turnpike.